is this on? state sports show the only show that's in the state with a team that's won a national championship in basketball this year men's that's (laughs) right folks we're going to be talking a lot of hoops today because our most hated team in kansas from three of us the kansas jayhawks the university of rock shock have won the national title in men's hoops but before we get to that we want to thank today's sponsor nobody because no one wants to sponsor this crap. <laughs> Who's our fake sponsor today, Beans? Um, can we just do beer in general? Ooh, let's go all let's beers. Go beer in oh, general. And actually, no. Cadillac. Today's episode is sponsored by Sam Wooler because it's his birthday today. Oh, I didn't know it was Sam Wooler's birthday today. Yep. So our our he doesn't know it yet, but he's sponsoring us today. All right, Sam Wooler is sponsoring us. Who's he work for? Do you know? Remember who he works for? Uh, J. E. Dunn. J.E. Dunn. Today's episode is sponsored by Sam Wool and J.E. Dunn and Ray <laughs> Shadow Legends because they he's, sponsor everything. They're going to listen to this and he's going to be fired instantly. Sam, fired you on your birthday. Not our fault. We'll take you under our wing. Yeah, you can come join the pod. We can have a quartet. <laughs> well, I tell you what, everyone, we got a really exciting show today as we talk about the University of Rock Shock, Kansas Jayhawks. We're going to also get into, you know, the United States men's team, and we'll do some Kansas State basketball updates. But first, we want to ask you, as you're listening, to like, share, and subscribe, and rate the episode, so that way we know if we suck. If you think we suck, which we know we do, we want your honest feedback. And even if you hate us, share us with your enemies. We'll take any audience we can get. What if but somebody anyways, like give, What if somebody gives us like a positive feedback? Are you going to like accept that or? We're just going to throw mean, that out I the window. I guess we'll, we'll have to take it. We don't <laughs> hate positive feedback, but negative feedback breeds innovation. But, folks, we that, had a that's how I was championship born. game last night, and the state was sadly represented by the University of Kansas, in my opinion, because I hate the University of Rock Chalk, because I am a shallow and hardened and sad and just sad and just sad Kansas State <laughs> fan. Who knows that we're never going to win anything. But KU's good at basketball, and they beat North Carolina last night 72-69 to after overcoming a 15-point halftime deficit, the largest halftime deficit overcome. It was a fake it, deficit. It was a fake <laughs> deficit. It really kind of was a it fake deficit. It felt like it. You know, that whole time watching the game, I was like, KU's not really down. No. They literally just went – or North Carolina went on a run and the half ended. College yeah. basketball is a game of runs. The half just happened to end at that exact time. Dude, what a time for sh- – just to have shitty ankles. Like, yesterday was just a bad day for ankles. I don't – I'm – okay. I'm I'm just going to go into this. Sam, I'm sad too. It sucks. <laughs> We're always sad, Gavin. We, I know. We for Kansas State, we don't have anything we can cheer for ever. We have above-average football and average to below-average basketball. 
But we do have to give Kansas their flowers, you know. They proved, as we predicted, however, three weeks ago, that they were the best team in the country, and I don't think it was particularly close. Yeah, honestly. and I, I would also like to congratulate uh, the fans of Kansas bas- uh, men's basketball because not only are you guys national champions today, but according to multiple sources, you guys also managed to play the most difficult schedule on the way to the national title game in the history of the tournament, um, which was a very, very, very interesting conversation that I had with some of you, considering, in my opinion, it was the weakest uh, road to a championship I have ever seen. Now I would like to preface that with, you're the University of Kansas basketball. You make the tournament every year. You're a high seed every year. Eventually shit is going to go your way. But please, because I'm a sad K-State fan, can we at least be objective and call the schedule that you guys played on the way to a title this year what it was? Please. I mean, I wouldn't say it was easy, and I wouldn't say it was hard. I would love to hear an argument how it was not easy. Well, you know, I mean, it depends how you feel about Providence. I mean, like the injuries, yeah, I I get the whole injuries thing, but I I mean – I, if anything, if, if March Madness can prove anything, it's that anybody can win. St. Peter's made it so far. Anybody is able to win. Anybody is able to lose. I mean, I would say North Carolina was probably one of the lowest, but better of the lower. Uh, how do I put this? North Carolina should have been like a five, six seed. Yeah. Lost yeah. to Boston College at home. And yes. Like some other bum ass team. So it's not like the seeing them as an eight seed, it's not like they were a bad matchup. It's just I North Carolina was one of the like I'm fine with them playing North Carolina in a championship game. It's the your hardest game arguably on the way was Villanova without their top player in a game wow, that you got second up. best player. Yeah. Sorry, second best player. Um they got I to don't... play Creighton without their best player. We'll get but I mean like does that in the grand scheme of things, I'm really not even sure if that makes a whole hell of a lot of difference. I, I think if you want to be, like, mad about calling it, like, an easy schedule, I mean, like, I didn't rate Auburn, I didn't rate Wisconsin, I didn't rate Providence, and I didn't rate Iowa. But let me like, put I mean, they got a very favorable group. I think I told you that they were walking to the Final Four as soon as I saw the draw. Yes. So, I mean, look, I mean, no – no title path is easy. You still got to win six games in a row. Somebody yeah, has it's to. a relative easy. You're they're all you're you're playing in theory the best sixty four teams in the country. Yeah, well, man, that's theory. not technically true, but it, yeah, I know. Just in theory, in a perfect world, if I mean, I, yeah, we'll just stop there. But yes. I mean, <laughs> I I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. I mean, like you know, no, we're sad K State fans. I'm like that, that, that's and that's where we are. You know, we're we're. On the half of the st- – well, there's a You know third, what I but... say for this? I mean, you know, you want to make – you want to try and call it Mickey Mouse, whatever. Just just pretend that 2020 didn't get canceled and that team won the Natty and this team lost to North Carolina. There oh, no. I will 100% listen to that argument. My issue, my issue only stands with the people that will sit here and try and tell me that this was actually not – or this was actually a legit schedule. Like – I will be 100% objective. KU has won two national titles in my lifetime, like, and they've made the tournament every year. They deserve this. They were the best team in the country. It was about time they got a second one. 
all of those things are 100% true. But the fact that their road to that doesn't make the schedule they played this year on that way easy. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Did did people actually uh, yes. tell you it was like one of the hardest schedules ever? Like there's yes, no I, game, I, right? I yes, I don't, I'm not calling anybody out. I, I I know you don't want to single anyone out, but like if they I I I know I've talked about 85 Nova before, but like people know that like. Let, let me fact check this real quick. I don't want to, like, lie out here. But, like, Nova beat three one seeds, I'm pretty sure, when they won the title in 85. In 85. Okay, no, I lied. They beat two one seeds and a uh, two seed. Excuse me. Um, I Beans, Will Sam is looking that up, I guess. No, I, I, I did. They beat Nova, – Nova's path was two one seeds, two two seeds, a five in a five seed. And okay, that's a, that's a pretty good road to the yeah. championship. That's solid. They won a game in that tournament 46 to 43 against Maryland. That's a Wow, that is some good basketball. That is that is some old days basketball right there. <laughs> well, because in eight because in 85, that's oh, there's there was no shot clock in 85, I don't think. No. Yeah, well, no, no shot clock, no yeah. three pointer. Yeah. There was uh, wasn't around then. Oh God, did basketball has come such a long way? Um, <laughs> but I mean, la- watching last night's it, game. Go ahead. Yeah, look, let's just call the spade a spade. KU absolutely deserved this win this title, and they honestly, obviously, they honestly probably won the title in twenty twenty. Also, I mean, we can't say that for sure because you know, best team usually doesn't always win. Say or two the- half titles create one title. <laughs> But no, I mean, KU won. They deserved it. They made that comeback. Like, I, I don't know. And, like, I, he, here's the other thing, too. Like, I don't want to feel sorry for UNC because, like, Baycott. Like, I want to feel sorry for Baycott that he, like, basically blew out his ankle. Yeah. Or whatever, like, in the last, like, two minutes of the game. But, like, dog, you blew a 25-point lead. Fuck yeah, out of yeah. here. No, they blew yeah. a 25-point lead. Or they, they blew the... Well, they almost blew a 25 point lead against Baylor. Yeah, they blew a 15 point lead in the first eight minutes of the second half. Yeah, like they, like, they had to call timeout before the 12 minute break because I think I think I texted you guys at halftime and I'm I said like you know I thought KU would be winning here because of their bench and then you texted me just like it'll come down to conditioning just wait and it looked like that was happening. Yeah, yeah I mean, and dude, it, it was like two boxers. Like one of the like North Carolina has like that puncher strength because they have a really good starting five and no bench. However, shout out to Puff Johnson. Puff Johnson played a really good game for them. Like as the only dude to come off the bench, he threw up on the court too. That was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> but um, no, oh. I mean like it's, dude, like they they played five guys like forty minutes against Duke. They yeah. had thirteen total bench minutes between three players against Duke. Like, they were exhausted. And, like, yeah. it showed. And KU just has more bodies. I mean, like, dude, it, it's a luxury to be able to throw Mitch Lightfoot out there just to pick up 5,000 do nothing. Exactly. And you have somebody like Remy Martin coming off the bench and just doing what he's able to do. And it, 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 they've proven, like, if you stay in the system longer and just earn your way, it, it helps. It works. Or just transfer from Arizona State. That works too. Yeah. That, that, okay. I, I want to say one thing. Remy's good at basketball, right? Like, I'm not defending yeah. him being good at basketball. Yep. And this is just an objective, like, basketball fan take. This has nothing to do with him being at KU. That dude is one of the ugliest fucking jump shots I've ever seen. 
<laughs> I, I thought the same thing. I've always thought the same thing as well. Dude, that guy had – so over the last couple of days, I've watched the women's Final Four and, like, the men's – like, I've watched all the basketball games. But, like, I but like I watched the women's Final Four, and I can't remember. It's, like, 20 for UConn on the women's team. She also is one of the ugliest jump shots I've ever seen. I mean, I can't like, say anything because I'm not saying my jump shot's perfect, but like, they, dude, watching no, Remy, it's just like, like, man, how does that go in? Like, like Remy's got like that weird flick. It's like a Sean yeah. Marion type yeah. one, and it's just super weird. This girl for UConn literally like brings it up with like two hands like over her head and then like shoots it. Like it, it just looks wrong. I don't know how to say it. Oh, who was that? Was it Cole Aldridge who had like the weirdest shot as well? Cole Aldridge had that weird free throw where, like, he would bring it, like, high. And Way then over his head. Back and then flick it or something. Yeah. And Cole Aldridge was a lottery pick, by the way. God, we're, like, way off topic here. <laughs> yeah, we In terms of, like, talking about the national title. But Cole Aldridge, like, that dude was weird. I can't believe that you win. That dude would never go in the lottery nowadays. No. Like, never. Doesn't matter. That dude would be, like, a second-round pick nowadays. Just the way the basketball has changed. But, um, but, um, yeah, back to the title. I mean, KU won, like, plain and simple. I don't, I don't really know what to say. Um, it was good. It was okay. It was a good basketball game. Like, it was very, it had its emotions. It had its, you know, like, it was very edgy. And then at the very end with KU coming back and coming down basically to the last second, love that was his jump shot was broke yesterday. Harris, almost, did Harris almost sell in that game out for KU? That would have been bad. Yeah. Because they had already rushed the court in Allen. If Dewan Harris would have cost them the lead, I mean, they could have only tied the game. But if he would have cost them the lead to go into overtime, that would have been pretty bad. Was he the one being interviewed after it and basically called out, like shouted out to K-State, like, hey, we played against K-State and we were faced in this situation. Was that, was that Harris in that? Dude, I don't know. I turned the game off immediately once it was yeah. over. <laughs> I, I went to bed. I had work the next day. Oh. You know, I, I mean, I did too, but I, I one of the players, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Harris called out, like, sh- shouted out K-State. Like, it wasn't hey, we, this well, exactly what we said on the, pre, uh, the pre-bracket draft with uh, Cash Kansas on that Kansas State was the reason that KU was going to win the national title because we turned their right. season around? Hey, hey I, yeah. I, I fucking guess. Um, I wish we wouldn't have turned their season around. I would have rather lost by 30, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, last thought just in this, like, segment deal or whatever. Um, North Carolina's up 15 at halftime, and KU made, like, three field goals in, like, a 10-minute stretch. Um, I think that's when you kind of knew that North Carolina could be in trouble because it's like K- KU played, like, a – not even a rec league team. They played like a freaking like rec pickup team. Yeah. Just the, dipping layups strip. left and right and like taking bad shots and everything for 10 minutes. It, it was literally like, it, so I don't, none of you guys listening probably know exactly this, but at the K state rec, there's four courts <laughs> and like two of them are like at the entrance and then two of them are at the back. Right. And so the one that's closest to the door at the entrance, that's the varsity court. That's for, like, all the dudes who, like, were good at, like, high school basketball play. And then there's, like, the court right next to it, and that's, like, the court where, you know, all the guys who, like, 
played high school basketball play. Not like they're not like good players, but like they know like how to play basketball for the most part. The other two courts in the back, that's what KU looked like. Because those courts are like the fucking bums who like played two years of like freshman and sophomore year basketball, haven't played in two years, and are just with their buddies. And like they're just bricking layups left and right. I would that's be on what that KU court. Like, and they were only down 15, and all they had to do was start posting up Connor Brown on some, you know, tiny ass guards. And suddenly he got cooking, and okay, you got running, man. They were a second half team, and they just did it. They did the dirty. Yep. And no. to finish this thing up, congratulations to both of uh, both of these schools because you might want to get this instant success in now because uh, both of you are currently under investigations. So. <laughs> The shout out to NCA investigation department for this. Well, I mean, they're not actually going to do anything. It's more no, of just like, hey, we're like watching you because we know you're cheating, but like you're also really good for ratings. So we're just going to. I, I, dog, I, honest to God, K State could get the death penalty, but if we wanted Natty out of it, I, w- I wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> well, Sam, didn't you know that because we cheated to get Michael Beasley here, it's actually made it okay for the last three decades of KU cheating. To get we we won a tournament game with Michael Beasley. No, but we cheated to get him here. So that no, I, I know, okay. but like, think about that. Like we had Michael Beasley for one season and Bill Walker too. We're like an 11 seed and like what a tournament game. Like, and that was like a, a resounding success based on where we were. So I guess. Oh, just wait in two years when it feels like that again. <laughs> um, God. Um, again, congrats to KU. And because KU won, guess what, folks? The winner, the undisputed champion of 2020 for the 15 minutes of fame is Mr. Expert Cash Kansas. Couldn't be here today to do his segment today. He might be on later this week, so we might have a bonus episode for you this week. Might be on next week, but keep a tune in in order to hear that sweet, sweet Cash Kansas voice and maybe get some picks out of it, too. You never know. Gavin's going to put on his earmuffs for that episode. Well, you No, know, it, it wasn't Mr. Cash Kansas that was talking to me. I can tell you that. Oh, okay, okay. Cash is also a big KU fan, for those of you who don't know. He has 15 minutes. To, I don't want to say gloat. A victory lap is the better word. And you know what? He deserves a victory lap. Yep. Cash. We, we know Cash personally. Cash is a huge KU fan. I mean, like, he he deserves it. He's not, like, some fake, you know, fake fan or anything like that. So, with one congratulations to Mr. Cash, another one is in order. The United States men's national team is going to Qatar to play in the Blood Money Bowl. Let's go. Blood Money Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the United States qualified for the World Cup and they'll be seated in a group with absolutely zero controversies with England, Iran, and one of Scotland, Wales, and Ukraine. Gentlemen, this is a hilarious group. Are you hoping for Wales, Scotland, or Ukraine to join the fray of just this absolute ass hattery? No, oh, I you don't want my answer. I, I sent I Sam I sent you a text, Sam, afterwards, and we exchanged some texts. I was like, the only thing that could have made this group better is if we, like, had Russia in it, which I'm sure is not even, like, a possibility because they're banned from the World Cup until they stop being assholes. But Could you uh, imagine if they, like, got unbanned because, like, they pulled out and then, yes. like, they got drawn to the same group as Ukraine? But oh. no, I mean, 
What more could you want? You have a Revolutionary War rematch. I think that a uh, winner of that game gets the rights to Maine. Just- no, 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 no. Don't give him Maine. I'm, try- I'm trying to go to Maine on a vacation in the next, like, Well, I mean, days. Maine I don't is wanna, just that I don't state. Passport. Like, everybody knows Rhode Island because, like, it's the smallest. So it doesn't count. Take that out. If you, if you, we just lost Maine to the United States, you couldn't tell on the map. You just look at it, and kind of those states go up there in the corner, and it ends somewhere. That, the the whole northeast corner of the United yeah, States no is shit. like what's so, it's like a but I love cluster. the northeast corner. Dude, it's like a cluster. Fuck, fuck don't up don't there. ruin my summer vacation in two years. <laughs> but, give, but, them, give them Puerto Rico. Oh, that's true. We could oh. give them. Well, let's just give them the Middle East since we've been in charge of that for the past decade. We'll give them hey, our fifty-first. We'll give them hey, the fifty-first state. We pulled out after twenty years. Twenty years too late, but we pulled out. <laughs> God, that that war. That war's in college right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, and speaking of that, uh, we also have the War for Oriole Volume 2 with us facing Iran. So it's going to be, I'm excited. And look, big picture here, U.S. soccer four years ago was stuck after a loss to a country that had the population of, I don't even know. There's the size of, probably the size of uh, uh, Children's Mercy Stadium, uh, for the sporting KC, I'm I'm, I'm serious. I seriously think they have that small of a population. And let's be clear: losing to Trinidad and Tobago was not the reason we didn't qualify for the World Cup. We didn't qualify for the World Cup because through the group stage, we didn't have enough points, and our margin for error was really small in that game. We actually lost to Costa Rica, but because what we did in the group stage before that point, we had a large margin for error. Lost 2-0, still had enough points to advance on goal differential, and the United States are in the World Cup with a brand-new, completely young and new-rebranded U.S. team. I'm excited to see what these guys can do. You uh, hope you would wish you had Weston McKinney and some guys healthy, but they're United States soccer players, so naturally we're going to be out a star player or two when we get to a major tournament because that's the way the world works. Always. Um, but no. watching that Costa Rica game, Gavin, were we actually like trying to win that game? Like, yes, no, and we we had the bet. We had the as far as chances created in that game, it wasn't like we just got piss pounded by Costa Rica. The chances were pretty even. We just didn't put any away, and they capitalized on the chances that they got. But it, like, it never felt like they were gonna you know go on a run and put six up on us, and we were actually gonna be in trouble. So yeah. we were in control. We we took Pulisic out at like the uh, with like ten minutes to go. Like we were able to coast pretty well. Yeah, and I mean that that's the benefit of having that goal differential. All right, right folks. Um, I need your guesses for the population of Trinidad and Tobago in twenty twenty. So obviously this isn't this isn't twenty. Oh wait, I can do twenty sixteen. So so let's just do twenty sixteen. Okay. Right? Yeah. I thought it was the population of Topeka. What's it, the population? Is Topeka fifty? In not the uh, population peak, it's a lot bigger. Oh, okay. okay. I'm gonna guess 120,000. You are like way too low, beans. Like, no shit. Okay, well, I'll I just like, w- like 1 million. I have so, no idea. As of 2020, it's basically 1.4 million. Okay, okay. so but yeah, so 300 million in the United States and counting, probably more than that. That's just, but regardless. I'm glad we're at this point. Congrats, and hopefully let's see if we can uh, win the Revolutionary War and the War of Oil again and make it out of the group stage. So, so 
Trinidad and Tobago's GDP is also like two point five three billion. Oh, I'm like surprised. Like I, like I'm not trying to diss on Trinidad and Tobago out in these streets, but I thought that was like, I mean, it's bigger than like Jamaica and Haiti, like considerably. Like Jamaica's at like thirteen, and like Haiti's at thirteen. Like that's like, I mean, that's Jamaica and a half right there. Yeah, Trinidad and Tobago is a place I didn't even know existed before that they, game. So. They must have just... It's because they're combining Trinidad Trinidad and Tobago, like, obviously. <laughs> um, but no, <laughs> is it just, like, all tourism? Like, where is this GDP coming from? I was, like, going to try and make a joke about... Like, have you ever heard the joke about Tuvalu? Nope. Can't say so, that I have. Like, there, there's an island or whatever that's, like, off like somewhere in the pacific it, it, like it, like it has like the british like union jack in like the upper corner and like you can tell it's like basically in oceania yep and like its gdp is like four is like 49 million dollars so there's like basketball players that are worth more like per year than like tuvalu is oh my god i'm looking up of pictures of trinidad and tobago like it i've never seen this place before but it looks pretty nice well shit then make Maybe maybe we were supposed to lose them. Maybe maybe <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago is just a fucking sleeping giant. You know they invest in some soccer resources. They do pr- pretty good. But okay, we we didn't need to get too derailed on twenty Trinidad and Tobago. There, oh, I mean, th- this is you know we we titled this episode "Katie Wins It All." I think we're just gonna have to retitle it "Derailed." Derailed. Pretty much what's yeah. happening. <laughs> but um. Hey, but I, I need your uh, preferred third team in the group from both of you guys. I'm going with Ukraine. Actually, I don't want to go with Ukraine. Because if Ukraine makes it, it's going to be rigged and they're going to beat us out in the group. So give me Scotland because lol, England, Scotland. Yes. Yes, uh, I agree with that one too. I want to see England play Scotland and England play the U.S. men's national team just with a like, all-time rivalry game or <laughs> rivalry group. It's going to be awesome. So another quick hitter that's not too quick is Jim Ursay just hates Carson Wentz. Let's yeah, I love the Carson Wentz slander going on. So did, so did you guys see the like actual like quotes from him? Yes, there's like a I, lot. Like, heard that it was like bad. I haven't yes. like, so, seen the actual quotes. The just of it, and if you have direct quotes, beans like take over. But so can't, coming from interviews at the NFL Rules Conference, Jim Ursay was in interviews saying. Like, essentially what happened is the Jacksonville fans showed up in clown costumes to make fun of Jacksonville because Jacksonville is a bunch of clowns. And then Indianapolis lost that game and didn't get to go to the playoffs. And that was the one game all year that Trevor Lawrence, like, actually looked good and all of these things. And, yeah, Carson Wentz, like, had a absolute just fucking shocker in that game. Okay, like, here, not... I, have the, I have the quotes right here. All right, go and for it. Oh, I good. love – he's always been like this. Like, he's just like a straightforward – he reminds you of, like, your grandpa, your old grandpa that just isn't afraid to say his shit. Like, he... he's also, like, addicted to drugs. That, that's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> so, he says, I think the worst thing you can do is have a mistake <laughs> – have a mistake and try to keep living with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's like if you have like that fucked up kid that yeah oh that, my god that, for us it, for us like it was something we had for us it was something we had to move away from as a franchise how many kids is this how many kids has this guy abandoned <laughs> i'm 
Surely Jim Ursay has abandoned one child. It's at least w- over or under of one and a half. Okay, under one and a half. I'd, be, oh. I'd go with the over for half of a child. Oh, no, I think that's the over on that one. I don't but, know if I can. I don't know I don't if I can know. Google that or not, but how how many? Bad <laughs> Am I the only one that's like genuinely confused with? Like, I understand as an owner, like that being a really scarring thing for you that another team's fans show up in clown costumes and you still lose to them, right? But like Carson Wentz had twenty seven touchdowns and seven picks last year, like, and he started know, every game. I. Bad. When Carson Wentz is bad, he's bad. We can all agree on that. But yes, yes. Yeah. Carson Wentz. When he starts playing too much, statistically, hero ball. Statistically, Carson Wentz was not the reason they missed the playoffs. Like, and I can make the argument that it's the like worst. He had Michael Pittman to throw to, nobody else, and then you give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and running the ball is just less efficient. Efficient in general. Like, if you want to blame anyone, blame Jonathan Taylor. The offense ran through him. Why couldn't he get him to the playoffs? I, and also, like the defense, the it, line. their defense—it was their defense was okay, yeah. but it didn't provide. They didn't provide the stops that it, they needed to to win games. So, like, I guess one of the worst offensive teams in the league, mind yeah, you. The worst yeah, offense, yeah, the worst offense in the league. You let put up twenty-six points on you in a must-win go to the playoff situation. Now, granted, they only scored eleven points in that game, but like that, the point is, all of the blame went on Wentz. Wentz was a. It appears to me that. Jim Irsay fucked up and or feels that he fucked up getting Carson Wentz and maybe there's stuff in the locker room, but him blaming this stuff on Carson Wentz and saying everything he does he did seems extremely over the top and just blatantly wrong. And if I'm I know he's an owner, he can say whatever he wants, but like that just it came off it rubbed me the wrong way, especially given the fact that like, dude, Car- you're paying Carson Wentz and he's playing for you, like I get that. But Carson Wentz just statistically didn't play bad. No, I, and it's kind of like that cliche saying, you know, you have one finger pointing at somebody else, you got four pointing back at you. It's like that. Yeah, that's kind of the way I felt with this. Is like, well, it feels like you're like trying to make such a big point about how you feel feel about Carson Wentz to kind of save your own face because, yeah, I mean, you're the owner of the Colts, and the Colts didn't make the yeah. playoffs. Maybe well, that's can, on Carson Wentz, but like at the end of the day, it's like also coming back on you. You're the you, owner. You can say you, Carson Wentz is a below-average quarterback, but maybe you're just a shitty owner. Like, look in the I mirror, guy. I got a question for you. What's up? So I'm, I, I hear your whole like you're pointing at someone, and four fingers are pointing back at you. You're, are you, you're gonna say the thumb, ain't you? I, I am. Only, okay. Well, okay. No, three. Thumb is pointing forward. You're okay. Okay. It's, did you really just imitate? Like, did, I can feel it. We don't have video <laughs> chat. <probably. laughs> I Three fingers, and my thumb is like either pointing to the left or forward with my index finger. Okay. So okay. So. So I, I don't know who. I, I think you meant three fingers. Today, but, you know. Yeah, I just can't count. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Um. When are we gonna start blaming Frank Wright for this stuff? Right. Am I right? Uh, I think am Frank I right Reich. Or am I wrong? Because I like Frank Reich. And I do too. Coach, but at some point, like they missed the playoffs a lot. Yeah, I, I think I think like, next season he has to be on the chopping block. Like if he fucks up one more season, he's got to be on the chopping block. Like, it, it, like I know Frank Reich hasn't had a like, good quarterback play for most of it, and but like I mean, he had Philip. He had he drugged 
washed Philip Rivers to the playoffs, which was incredible, honestly. But then, like, Carson wasn't that – I mean, Carson was fine and they didn't make the playoffs. Like, I understand not having – or having Jacoby Brissett at quarterback is bad. But, like, at some point, like, I don't know. Like, it feels like I, Matt just, Ryan. Matt Ryan is going to be the determining factor on this one. If yeah, you no, can't make the playoffs with Matt Ryan, then I don't know what to say. I, yeah, I don't right. either. They're going to draft then you're going, you're going three years running with, like, albeit washed Phillip Rivers, but, like, still Phillip Rivers. Like, you, ha- you have Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan, and if you can't make the playoffs with that roster with those three quarterbacks. You, you know what's going to happen here, don't you? Is we're going to get to the end of next season. Matt Ryan's going to make the playoffs. They win a playoff game and lose. And we're going to be talking about how Matt Ryan was such an upgrade. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan is going to have a 62% completion percentage, 3,500 yards, seven yards per attempt, 27 touchdowns, and seven picks, which is exactly what Carson Wentz had this year. Matt, you know what Matt Ryan is? Matt Ryan is like the same level of quarterback as Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is just like the bell curve with like a bigger like standard deviation. Yes, no, and I completely agree. And I do think that that over the course of a season is better. Like I understand, yes. especially with Indy's roster, you know, their roster is extremely balanced. It makes sense. You have a balanced quarterback with that. And you're just going to win enough games that you can find your way into the playoffs. And the AFC, I don't know. But, like, we understand what I'm trying to get at there. Um, I, I don't way, know. Th- this popped in my head. This is completely off topic. We'll, we'll move once I say this thought. I think, like, three episodes ago was before the Tyreek trade. I, or maybe this was, like, in a text message. But I remember something along the lines of, like, damn, a team like Miami, they're just, like, good, but they're going to get left in the dust by, like, all these other AFC teams. And I just now thought, oh shit, Miami might not get left in the dust. It could be Indy. It could be us. And this is, folks, because now we get to talk about Tampa Bay. See, two two, uh, Florida teams. Perfect transition. Uh, Brady's retired. Did Tom Brady do it? Yes. Tom Brady going to Miami. That's another, you know, unfounded rumor. Let's get some box top going. Gavin, Gavin, lead the way on this one. There's nothing to say on this. What happened? <laughs> I mean, Bruce Arians is old. The Bucks wanted to stay out of, uh, you know, hey, let's just avoid this, like, uh, Rooney rule and this, like, minority uh, lawsuit going on. Let's just promote Todd Bowles now. Everything's going to be fine. Let's get this uh, old white hag out of here and just bring in Todd Bowles. Become compliant. I think Tom Brady would have known about this all along. It, I mean, if... If not, then it feels really, really weird. Um, I, I think Tom Brady a coach killer. This will be his f- third coach in four seasons. Oh shit! I didn't even think. Oh, about I did. I did not. Oh shit! <laughs> he's a. He's a really. He just must be an angry old man at this point. Nobody yeah, wants to play bitter. with him. Nobody wants to coach him. Let me rephrase that. People want to play. Yeah, with him. super bitter. Um, congrats to Todd Bowles, though. Todd, I still think Todd Bowles was a good head coach. The Jets firing him, I think, was dumb as hell. But do you think do you think Byron hey, Leftwich had his, should have had his shot, or do you think this was in the making for Todd Bowles to take over? A, I think this is a better fit. I think this was terms. always the plan too. Well, I think this is just in general a better fit for a transition. 
Because I think Todd Bowles is a really, like, not a really good head coach. But I think Todd Bowles is, like, a good head coach, and he can, like, still handle the defense. Todd Bowles is, like, big criticism that I do agree with, is that that man had, like, zero offensive capabilities whenever he was the head coach. So he actually needs, like, a good OC and, you know, having Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich have that continuity is going to really help. I don't. I just. I just, I just don't know why Byron Leftwich was offered offered the job at Jacksonville. He's turns that down. Quarterback at Jacksonville. I guess Jacksonville is also like a dumpster fire, but I mean, I, I, I could. I, I don't understand the point there of you know being offered a head coaching job at your former team, turning it down, and then a defensive coordinator is now your. Uh, head coach. Yeah, but it's a defensive coordinator with former head coaching experience. I, that's true. Like, and dude, I mean, like, yes, like, I understand Byron Leftwich probably wants, wants a head coaching gig, but, like, Byron Leftwich also gets to call plays for Tom Brady, so he's just going to automatically get to look good. It, like, it would be very... I would say it'd be fairly difficult for Byron Leftwich to, like, ruin his stock, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Do you think? Do you think Brian Glazer like hit up Tom Brady and said, "Listen, if we get of Arians, will you come back for just one more season?" I I want to say yes because I want to say uh-huh. yes too because it doesn't seem it seems kind of weird that Tom Brady comes back and then two weeks later Bruce Arians like I will step down but I'm going to stay in the office. He's going into the Ring of Honor too. Is that not the damnedest thing? Yeah, <laughs> that dude coached there for like. Four seasons, and he's going in the Ring of Honor because he won a Super Bowl. Oh, uh, that's that's kind of the what happens when you win the only one. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Second one. Don't forget. Two thousand two. Um, good, good guy John Gruden won one there. Too. Good guy John Gruden. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's racist. He, it doesn't count. No, he was only racist <laughs> in his elder age. He wasn't racist when he won that Super Bowl. <laughs> no, he's the only NFL personnel man to ever send a racist email. So I don't think you understand. Well, you know, one of two with uh, what's his name, Bruce Allen. Oh yeah, no, he got yeah. Yeah, Bruce Allen's the worst. If anyone like listens to Urinating Tree, he goes in like in depth on Washington on a video from like two years ago. Bruce Allen's just like a fucking scumbag. So speaking of scumbags and the worst, we're gonna move to my recent uh something I've noticed and I wanted to hit on here because like uh, um, people probably realized if you've listened to a couple episodes, me and Sam are in a couple dynasty leagues. You, uh, I'm overall just intrigued to get uh, pro day results from players. You know, they're testing and you can compare them, whatever, right? So I don't understand what is the fascination in the NFL right now with struggling to count. Like, as a race, <laughs> we have regressed so fucking badly over the last like three four years with count first we can't count covid cases then we now we can't count just numbers on a fucking stopwatch it's just it's out of control the, the it's a lot too. like it's a lot like there's 40 times that are like no, i i have it pulled up right here second man. like difference so notre dame football's official twitter account tweets out Kyron Williams clocks an official four five four on the forty yard dash. Absolute cat, by the way, no chance. Well, then, like hours later, Jim Nagy and like the scouts there like start releasing uh, 
this is not true. And the same thing happened with Kyle Hamilton as well, who was supposedly ran a four five nine according to Notre Dame. Then scouts come out and say, like, uh, we had him at four seven five and four seven seven respectively. And you're like, what the fuck? Like this is just you know how off you know how just borderline obnoxiously off that just has to be for you to be between four five four and four seven seven. It's like a it's like your high school coach. Yes, it's like, <laughs> it's like when your high school coach just like you know you look like you might have crossed like forty years. You're running like a 38-yard dash with your high school coach when he clocks you. Because he counts it off in footsteps, not in legit yards. Well, and everybody that sits here and tells me, listening to this podcast, oh, 40-yard dash doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. Like, Tyron Williams, if people would have ran with the 4-5-4-40 time, he probably makes five million more dollars because he's drafted. And if Kyle Hamilton would have ran that at at his pro day, which I think it was – he ran just a slit, smidge faster at his uh, or at, at the combine. But if you run that at your combine, the four seven five or whatever it was, oh you're talking God. about you're talking about a first round top ten first round pick, just moving down to maybe like a maybe, back, a, a mid to back end first round pick, maybe that, or even a second round pick, maybe top of the oh, second round. He's not gonna move to a second round pick. Dude. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it. it this means a lot to some players, these yeah, numbers. I, I know it does. I mean, the, the thing – this hurts Kyron Williams a lot more. Yes. Because Kyron – because, dude, like, I mean, if you're going to be a scope guy running a 4-7. Huh? He's like this is like round two or three with Kyron to like a possible undrafted territory. Do you, okay. He, he could go undrafted. I mean, like, it, is he considered the best receiving back? Or is that um, he's, the best, he's the best pass blocking back? Yeah, in class. yeah. But okay. like, he, he'll get drafted then because like, yeah. He, if he's the best pass blocking back, then you're gonna have a job. Okay. Do you like, think it's do you think it's these teams pro days that they're just like it's just the college themselves that's just fucking this up? Because I watched a video of uh, Aiden Hutchison. I, I texted you guys on this when it happened, but the athletic trainer is literally fucking holding the bar as he's going up and down and i'm like scouts yeah. are gonna look at this and not count 25 cents they're gonna count four they're like they're they're, they're it's gonna f- fuck him somewhere not aiden hutchison he's gonna be you know top five regardless yeah, it doesn't matter. but to some other players it hurts their stock a lot yes Dude, and is it i it just feels like schools think they can just pull the wool over the nfl's eyes like no <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa 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 they don't think they easily they, can they yeah <laughs> it's not hard I but mean, remember in a world, when Traylon Burks had 11 and a half inch hands? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, we've actually explodes. figured out that wasn't true. Like, what, I, what I'm saying is it feels like teams can just – it feels like the teams think they can just tweet out that, you know, oh, Kyron Williams ran a 4 five, 5 And, like, then, like, NFL teams would be like, oh, well, you see Notre Dame's official Twitter account said you ran a 4 five, 5 Like, we don't – you know you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, that's that's awesome. He ran a lot faster than expected. Yeah, I say Jim. The problem is Jim Ursay sitting on his shitter at home, was scrolling through Twitter, sees the four five four, and goes, "Oh, perfect! We can still take him in the fifth round." Is, and is then... that the plan? Like, is seriously? I'm not. I'm not like joking. Is the plan to like just lie, hope that an owner sees it on social media, and then like, yeah, they just decide like, "Oh, well, I'm the owner, and like this guy is like a steal because he ran this." Four five five. We should like have this. We should pick this guy. Is that, is that like the plan? Okay. Well, it, oh, go ahead, Beans. 
colleges are probably doing this for that reason. Yes, because some idiot out there who's an owner or a scout or whatever. The NFL is full of idiots. And at some point, they're going to say, oh, this guy's going to be a steal, even though they just lied at the numbers. But (laughs) (laughs) but like like we mentioned before, NFL is full of fucking idiots. And I guess that's it. That's that's all I got. let's, Let's look at how decisions are made here. At, I think, pick 24, wherever the Dallas Cowboys are, uh, Jerry Jones is going to get on the clock, and he's going to say, I'm from Arkansas. I donate money to Arkansas. And Traylon Burks at one point had 11 and a half inch hands. And so if he can figure out a way to get back to the 11 and a half inch hands that he had <laughs> he was in college, then he could be an athletic freak in the NFL. Because I was told at one point that he was clocking up as – uh, close to 88 miles per hour on the uh, NGS data, and he clocked <laughs> okay. eight in the 40-yard dash when he was coming out of high school. So Jerry, Jerry Jones is going to order him 5X gloves and say, grow into these. <laughs> grow grow into these. <laughs> That's the problem. He had normal size gloves on at combat. <laughs> okay, so I want to say one thing about Jerry Jones. If I have complete faith, if Stephen Jones is like running the draft that the Cowboys will not do anything stupid because Stephen Jones is like the reason they drafted Travis Frederick and like Zach Martin, right? Like, and like Tyron Smith. Like, Stephen Jones is like not a not an idiot, idiot, certified not dumb, right? Not an idiot. Like, if Jerry Jones, here's the thing, right? This, this is why Jerry Jones like drafted CD Lamb when he didn't need to, right? Like, Jerry Jones has this, like, super weird, like, FOMO about Randy Moss. Because he passed up Randy Moss, like, one time in a draft. And it's not like the Cowboys haven't passed up a million awesome players, right? Yeah, they Over do it all the time. drafts. But, like, he didn't take Randy Moss because of reasons. And then he swore he would never not take the next Randy Moss. And so he just goes out and picks wild people who he thinks is the next Randy Moss. And gives yeah. outrageous contracts to players that don't really need I, those outrageous contracts. I didn't really mean a whole lot by that segment. I just think, like, given the amount of money that's poured into the NFL, and it, and here, here's my real frustration with it. If you, you're a person that has a degree, that has, has a job, whatever, you get paid based on your job, you get paid if you do better, you get fired if you don't do good. Like, just keep Unless you work. Unless this, you work government, then you don't get fired. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like this, and you don't do any work either. This <laughs> massive uh, organization that's set up to so that we can watch people play a game for a living um, puts millions and millions and millions of dollars that like are just a- apparently aimlessly going into getting corrupt data. Like, just think about <laughs> that. That's all I wanted to talk about. Let's uh, hit on some trade rumors for the Chiefs and getting a, quote, top wide receiver, end quote, because we haven't had one of those in the past, apparently. Holy shit, yeah, we're getting a second we tight end? We had a top wide out in what, like two weeks? Does it not just <laughs> make you guys feel bad? Because it's like we trade Tyreek Hill away, and a week later we hear that the Chiefs are looking for a top wide receiver. Dude, just trade a second for Brandon Cooks and move. Like, I'm it, sorry. Like, I agree with that. I agree I know with that topic. I know people think Brandon Cooks is trash and like people don't want him because he's 29, whatever. Brandon Cooks just produces everywhere and like he he's 
he's basically just great value Tyreek, is he not? Yeah, and I mean, let's put this in the most elementary terms possible. Take the best career seasons from everybody that's on the Chiefs wide receiver core right now and add them together. Patrick Mahomes passes for like 3,500 yards this year. Like it's just, it's not great, Bob. And you need you need to get a guy that you you know is going to produce somehow without just murdering your cap. Because the idea that we should trade for a DK Metcalf, a AJ Brown is absolutely retarded. We in that case, because not only are we trading for them, and we'd have to give up a first and probably more, but we're trading for the opportunity to pay them which is exactly why we traded Tyreek Hill away. And well, yeah. And oh, go they, ahead. They're, they're trying to do these trades, and the reason they're not working at this current moment is because they're trying to tell these teams, you take the salary. We'll give you this, but you take the salary. And it's not really working at this point. So, but I would be fine. Like Brandon, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett, whatever. But the point of those guys is they're like deals that they're on because the wide receiver market is so fucked up right now. Just – the guys that are out quote alphas and uber productive, whatever their production level, like what they're giving to an offense is just not that much different from the Brandon cooks, the Tyler Lockett's the whatever else of the world. But for some reason they're getting paid three times more. And that's the problem. And my thing is everybody's trying to say, you know, we're shoot for DK Metcalf. Everybody's wanting this trade for DK Metcalf. Everybody wants this trade for AJ Brown, whatever. My thing is, you got rid of a receiver because you didn't want to pay him $25 million a year. Why are you going to bring somebody in who's going to demand $25 million a year? So, like, my counter to that, though, is, like, if you bring in, like, would you say DK? Like, the clock is, like, set back with one whole contract, right? Yes, correct. and so that like, is correct. You're not paying from, like, 28 to 32. You're paying from 24 to 28. The wide receiver's prime, right? Now, what I'm going to say is, if they trade – all things being equal, if, like, DK and A.J. Brown's trade package is the same, if they trade for A.J. Brown, I'd be fucking pissed. If A.J. Brown is injury-prone, I'm sorry, like, he is. Like, A.J. Brown, I think, in a vacuum, injuries off, we're playing Madden. I take A.J. Brown over DK Metcalf, in my opinion. But, yes, like, I would agree with that. But, like, A.J. Brown has hurt a lot. And, like, I, I don't feel good about trading – a first plus probably more to get a dude who I'm going to have to pay a shit ton of money to whose main issue is that he's hurt and who's going to just get older. Right. I mean, okay. If we look at things like you mentioned, if we look at it in a vacuum, we have good, we don't need a receiver right now to go for 1600 yards. Right now, what I see the chiefs doing is 1600 yards, with the production of six wide receivers. They're trying to spread out the love a little bit here. And I think they're just going to try and hit the draft. I, that's what it looks like they're trying to do, because it seems like Veach can't seem to be hitting these trades right now. Otherwise, I think one would have happened by now. Can I make a counter to that point, though, Beans? Yeah, sure. What's up? Because the problem with just, okay, we can't get – the good thing about getting one of those wide receivers, whoever it is, that you're getting a guy that, like, we know this guy's productive in the NFL, right? The problem with where the Chiefs are in the draft is you have two picks from the Packers above them. I've Tennessee just released that they're rumored to get a wide receiver regardless of trading A.J. Brown away, which they don't want to do. Um, there's 
all of the other teams that have been, these are teams that are like, you know, almost new to wanting a wide receiver above the chiefs point is if there's seven, eight wide receivers off the board before the chiefs even pick, like, why are you even taking a wide receiver there? And then at that point, do you really expect a day two guy to step in and be a significant producer for the Chiefs? I don't want, you know, and Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Juju, and Jalen Tolbert as our starting three wide receivers. Yeah, we have, we have Travis Kelsey and like everything, but I guess that's the counter that I see to the trades is – but then at that point, like, I'm complaining about not having Tyree killed just as much, right? Correct. It's just a weird spot that the Chiefs are in now where, yes, in theory, we can just draft a good receiver out of the draft. I just don't think where the Chiefs have their picks that that's actually going to be possible. Yeah. yeah. I, Veach likes to stay young, and he cuts he cuts it off at that, like, 29, 30 mark. Once you hit that age, then – it's business at that point. And, you know, that's why we're kind of going a little younger with our receiving core. That's why I don't think they're going to trade for Brandon cooks, maybe for the right price. Maybe he is the right price. I don't know what his contract is. Let me look that up real quick, but I know uh, like 15 million per year, 15, Six, yeah, 16, 16. Yep. So that might a couple of years. Um, I, Oh, God, I don't remember how much longer he has. If we trade for him, though, we're just covering salary at that point. We either give him an extension or he would live out the contract, but he could be cut for, like, reasonable whatever because the guaranteed money would still be covered by Houston. Or at least that would be negotiated. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess what's like a – is there like a 26, like 27-year-old wideout with two years left on their deal that's, like, out there? Like, I'm trying to think just like – That's good. I don't know. Well, yeah, but Robbie I'm Anderson too. I mean, I heard I've heard Scary Terry, uh, you know, Scary He's Terry McLaurin. That I mean, good, uh, but like you still have to pay him though, right? Well, the what problem like a, is like he's a team captain. They love him there, and like he's the best thing that they have to hang on to. I we just, were just talk. We were just talking about idiot owners a little bit ago. Okay, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah, In the contract. Dan Snyder might have to sell the team because of all those uh, alleged withholdings, but that I can't. We didn't put that in the script, you know. We'll flame Dan Snyder next week. All right. Yep. <laughs> um, stay tuned uh, for next week's episode, where we dedicate probably at least ten minutes laughing at Dan Snyder. That's just the case in every uh, episode at this point. Yeah, um, we're gonna have more time to cover the Chiefs, um, especially as the draft gets closer. But I, I. I just thought that that was a interesting storyline considering we just well, traded Tyreek. Well, what about just trying to think of who in that? What about the Giants? Uh, who the fuck is that receiver? Not Kenny uh, Galladay. Thank Galladay. That's a he's a little. Sterling Shepard just came off an Achilles. We don't want to go get him. The, oh yeah, that's I mean, true. I was no, thinking. Of, I was I thinking. Know one is Amari Cooper if he's only worth a fifth rounder. He was you know a third round. What? You know he'd be prime if he wasn't just hurt all the goddamn time. Sterling Shepard would actually be prime. That's what I was yeah, thinking. That, that's, that's the that's Sterling the Shepard would be cheap, but Sterling Shepard would play like six games for us and then get a concussion. See, at that point, I would rather take a Jamison Williams who had an Achilles rupture or whatever. Or no, it was an ACL. ACL. And, you know, let him sit out for six weeks. ACL tears are now aren't what they used to be. He'll sit out for six weeks and then come back, come into football and, you know, have that production that you would hope for him to be as a first round receiver. What are the odds the Vikings would trade Adam Thielen? 
I I, I don't well, want Ada. Lyndon Nunn probably. I mean, he is a trade candidate. I mean, they would be okay trading him. I it's more of a question. Well, Thielen's more of a slot too, and you kind of want Juju to play in the slot anyways. That's yeah. Juju's sweet. That's why I don't think the Chiefs are going to take like a Sky Moore because. You know, yeah, no, they don't that's... have a room to play anybody like that. And what's fun, what's really funny is uh, if, like, I, I know I've shit on this dude a lot. I'm sorry. He's he's still my, like, top – he's still a top six wide receiver in this draft. But, like, if Traylon Burks does fall to the Chiefs at that point, like, Traylon Burks played 80% of his snaps in college out of the slot too. So, <laughs> I don't – like, yeah, so, maybe he can play on the outside. But I, I would say this, though. Um, when I first read this topic, I thought that he was a guy that I wanted to bring into this segment, and now you've segued me, you sly dog. But um, yep. I feel like – I just feel like with Andy, we could get, like, a season of gadgetry out of Burks while still developing yeah. him. I feel like he could play like, a little bit on the outside. I mean, I, in my opinion, I think if you if Burks goes to the right spot, like, you can use him like uh, Cordell Patterson and Debo Samuel. 100%. But that's my issue with him is this is the first year in NFL history that we've had two, quote, wide backs used. And we're just coming off of that. So now all of a sudden we think that this guy that was used as a wide back in college because he didn't know how to play wide receiver, uh, we think that he all of a sudden is – because that's my issue is he's getting – you you – present this guy as a wide receiver and he's not you gotta yes the chiefs would use him correctly and i would trust the chiefs but there's probably like would we though i mean we haven't figured out how to use clyde edwards hilaire we haven't figured out how to use miko hardman until his third season like even then i still don't you're, think we know how to use bad him. football players at that okay. rate means Traylon he, theoretically uh Traylon burks would be a good football player but maybe yeah. not it's hard yeah. to say because you don't have that production yet but I, I, I do we know? But I'm, what I'm asking is, do we know how to use him? I mean, I mean, you use him how he was used in college. That's the whole point here. But how he was used in college was essentially just a running back out of the backfield. But the the point is, like, I trust Andy to be creative and to use players to the best of his ability. The reason that I don't feel that way with Clyde and McColl is I don't think that they have a best of their ability. They just suck. Um, if Clyde was Clyde needs to just be a bit faster. If Clyde was a bit faster, you could actually probably if Clyde was like Jarek McKinnon's like athleticism, like he'd be really good. Yes, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I but agree like with that. he doesn't. He's Clyde is just kind of too slow, and what and then to combine with him being too slow, he's too small. Like he has really good hands, mm-hmm. or whatever. And you could definitely play him out of the slot, but now like. Why would you play Clyde out of the slot when you play Juju out of the slot? Yep. And like I said, Traylon Burks is like right now, like what I would rank as my wide receiver six in this class. If he went to the right landing spot that would use him correctly, he would instantly go top three or even don't, Yeah, Dude, don't don't give me Atlanta. one. Get get Traylon Burks to Atlanta. You but then who plays the wide back role there? Because they already have one. Well, he takes it up. Cordell Patterson's like thirty. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't you tell that to the Corderell Patterson fan club. Oh, uh, don't I mean? Don't get me wrong. Right. Don't get me wrong. If we got Traylon Burks, I'll do backflips. I will be, I will be, uh, you know, excited to get somebody like him in here. I just don't. 
know how the production will work long term. Uh, he's either going to be Debo or Tall Dexter McCluster. So one of the two. <laughs> that is a good, yeah, there you go. That is a good it's comparison. Gonna be some, Dexter McCluster came to the league about 10 years too early. I agree with that. And with Tavon, Tavon, Aust- Tavon Austin as Dexter well. Dexter McCluster, like in today's football, or like Kyle Shanahan in today's football, probably would have had a lot longer of a career. He like got injured though. Like that's kind of the main reason why he's not in the league anymore is because he got hurt. Yep. But, but uh all right, right folks. I so I, I want to keep this segment a little short, right? Because I don't want I don't want this segment to, you know, overshadow uh the national championship segment because it's another college basketball segment. But I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Kansas State basketball and how they have three players on their roster currently based off of all the transfers. It's a lot easier to say who's on the roster than who left the roster at this point. And currently, the only players left are Marquise Noel, hashtag Mr. New York City, hashtag about 5'5", five five, Ish Masood, who has a killer mid-range, and Logan Landers, who barely played last season. Those are the three guys, along with a Taj Manning, three-star recruit, who is still apparently coming to K-State. That could change at any moment, guys. So, the question I posit to you guys is, a couple of them. One, what do we think? Oh, like, do What do we think about the guys who are still there? Um, do you think that Tang is going to be able to, uh, you know, actually be able to get some new guys in? And when are we going to start holding tryouts? Okay, so I don't think... A lot of people are a lot of people are kind of jumping ship with this. I'm not saying they're jumping ship as K-State fans, but like when you come in as a college recruit, and I've seen it happen before, you come in as a recruit, and you commit to this school, you have this coach, you think he's going to be here long term. You don't, you know, you think he's going to be here longer than your time. You're going to be here for four or five years, and for him to be let go, people hate change. That's the one thing I've learned. People don't like change at all. So they and, seek change as a, as a uh, yeah exactly exactly the only way to react to change is to make the change yourself they don't yeah. want other people making the change they want themselves to make that change if that makes sense yeah philosophical beans is coming out and so like I said I've seen that change happen before and people jump ship all the time give Tang time to bring in his guy it's gonna be the dark days of K State here probably for a year or two potentially maybe maybe. Uh, and, with the portal, I mean, beings like Texas Tech basically brought in a brand new team from yeah. When uh, that 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 that's the kind of that, that's kind of the direction I was going with that is we don't have to hit high school recruits anymore. We don't have to, and I have a question after this. We don't have to hit high school recruits anymore. We just have to find these guys that have three years of eligibility left who average fifteen points a game at their other school who's going to come into the Big Twelve and average eighteen and twenty. I. I so one one thing I think you're 100 percent right on beans is a there's this section of K State basketball and K State fans in general and you know who you are there's two things that you need to be aware of a you getting on Twitter to like just say how like terrible the current situation is that everybody knows is current ter- is terrible currently having three players on your roster at any point in a in a program's history, it's not good. Just speaking from numbers, because I would want to feel the team, you know, at any point. But you getting on Twitter and just speaking just absolute shit about the university is not helpful. We know where we're at, and we hired a new coach. 
we hired a new coach who is currently putting his own staff in to bring in players that he has recruited and fits his system. That's literally his Mind job. He's bringing in a staff that consists of some of the best recruiters in the country, or at least in terms of like Texas talent. Hundred like, percent. And the the man has made some really good like staff hires. Like people are talk people like big wiggish Twitter people who are like national have like talked about how good the hires he's made are. And who's to say that like Tang didn't come in with the transfer portal. I think this opens up to so many coaches saying, you know, before if a player was entering the transfer portal with three years of eligibility left, coaches would have raised a red flag and said, this, this guy is probably a headache to work with. Now it's just so common. It's, I think Tang normal. is probably just trimming some fat here. He's just like, okay. I don't even, I don't think Tang, nothing that has happened with the transfers you can put on Tang. No, it's, I don't, I, I don't think so either. I don't think Tang yeah. is and it, the and sole if reason. You, if you do think that, you really need to just look big picture at what college basketball is in today's world. What players, college sports is in general. Yeah, players yeah. have the ability to, basketball, Yes, yeah, particularly in basketball because in basketball basketball uh, I, I don't want to really get in get too far into this but like basketball there's five players on the court the majority of them always feel like they need to be getting more shots. It's really easy to make excuses of why you're not producing or what's going on in basketball. And you just constantly feel like you need to be put in either a better situation or at the very least the best situation. Um, And I don't blame you. I don't blame players for that at all. Players that are transferring out are making a business decision and whatever they think is best for themselves, like, you have the right to do it. I am not going to sit here and tell you to stay somewhere you don't feel wanted or you don't feel like it's using you correctly. That's just dumb. That's This isn't on the coach. This isn't on the players. This is just a product of the new system that is college basketball. Well, and like the thing too is North Carolina just made the championship game and almost won the title. And like I said, in the process of doing that, they played – three players off their bench, 13 total minutes in a final four game. Yeah. Like in football, you need like a legitimate like team, right? Like you need an army of like scholarship athletes to win games. Why Bama's so good because they just stack like elite, like athletes all over the place. Like the cupboard is just full. You need like six good players in basketball. Like seriously, like if you have six good players in basketball, you're a final four team. You know what yep. I mean? Jesus or, like, Christ. you have the potential to be a Final Four team. So, like, if Tang just goes out there and gets, like, three players who are, like, pretty good at the basketball and fit together with what we got left, and they get some auxiliary guys, then, like, I don't know, K-State – I mean, Iowa State was worse than K-State was last year, and then they were in the Sweet 16. Yep. Like, it took them one year because they got a bunch of transfers. So, I mean, like – like, I mean, basketball can happen super quickly, super suddenly with today's transfer rules. I think one interesting it. thing is, like, one interesting thing that I really think is, like, kind of weird is, like, the only players that are left, and I'm, I'm not going to, like, include Logan Landers in this because he doesn't <laughs> fit my narrative, but, like, two of the three players that are left are players that transferred in. Like, is that not weird? Yeah, they, oh, yeah. they selected here in a, in a yeah. different yeah. way than getting recruited here, like, you know, out of high school by your coach. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I hope those two stay. 
And it, it, that could also just be a thing of, like, they don't want to transfer again, right? Right. But, like, I don't know. That makes that makes me like Ish and Marquise more. I mean, like, I want players who want to play for K-State, and they haven't jumped ship yet. And I mean, like, in Ish's case, like, Ish could jump ship after next year if he really wanted to. I think he has another year after this year. So, like, he could, but, like, it feels like they like they, – they want to be at K-State. And, like, I appreciate that. Now they're probably all three of them are going to enter the portal now that I said that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess we'll just see. And, like, the other I thing mean, I want to say, too, is, is like, sans, sans Nigel, like, because Nigel's really good. But, I mean, like, this team finished ninth in the Big 12. Well, ninth and eighth in the Big 12 in back-to-back seasons. So, like... What are we really keeping if we keep guys here, no, 100%. right? 100%. Nigel's the only one that I'm, like, actually give a shit about transferring away. And yeah. I'm sorry if you're a player listening to this, but the exactly – because of exactly what Sam just said. Like, you weren't winning here. You feel like you can win somewhere else. By all means, go prove me wrong. But there's no reason with – to just have everyone here sinking the ship together. Now and- – I, you also have to wonder, and I'm not going to say Jerome has been doing this, right? I, you do kind of have to wonder, you know, th- there's at least been one player out there where Jerome was like, hey, you, you got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're not going to cut it, like, here. Yep. My the thing is. The true of the world. My thing is, Nigel Pack can still come back. Like, he was, just, though. He's he getting was. interest from, like, Duke. Okay, so. How what was he averaging? Like, wasn't it like 18 points a game? It was like 16, 18. 16. Okay. So he's gonna go to someone like Duke and average what? Oh, he's dude, I'm telling you right now, like, again, this is this is all Nigel's prerogative. And I personally think if you're gonna be six foot at like a two with the best your best position being a two guard, you're gonna have to like show like other stuff. That's why I think him going to Duke wouldn't be very beneficial to him. Because I'm telling you right now, if he goes to Duke, he goes to Kentucky, you know what he's going to be doing? He's going to be standing in the corner, standing on the wing, shooting threes. Yep. Like, he, he's not going to get to show off that uh, herky-jerky CJ game that he has. Like, he's not the focal point of the offense because other dudes trying to get drafted there too. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. a, lot of these, a lot of these players, they enter in, like, these NBA camps during the summer. And a lot of times these, like, play, these other players talk to him and they give them advice. And who's to say that, you know, Nigel Pack goes to one of these NBA camps and they say, dude, your best bet is to stay at K-State. And he returns. That, that's kind of what I'm holding out for. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It that could happen. Never, it could dude, happen. But at the same time, like... He probably burnt his bridge, I, though. I, I don't know what want I was getting Nigel Pack back. back. Like, I don't sorry. want Nigel Pack back. You want like, people that are Nigel's here for tank. But, like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, if you want to leave, like, I don't. I'm sorry, man. Like, if you want to enter the portal, I want you to leave because, like, yeah. you're not you're not in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to re-recruit you and like convince you to come here, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, if you don't like, if you don't want to, because then what's stopping you from entering the portal every fucking year? Yeah. Or and ever? that kind of gets. Oh, go ahead, Sam. I I just don't want to deal with that headache. Where and it's that, like, oh, what's but, Nigel gonna do this season? It's well, like, every we have to walk on eggshells every year. This is what the transfer portal has created. Every season, a, every fan in every college basketball setting has to walk on eggshells and say, "Oh, are these players gonna leave now?" 
Yes. Yeah. And um, again, like I hate it here. Just yes. Just go, man. Like I, I get it. Like you know what? You should go and you should go to Duke. You should go to Kentucky. Whatever. You should go try and win a natty. Because if, because I mean, if the thing is, is if if he thinks he can make the NBA, going to a school like that, I don't think makes a whole ton of sense. I mean, yep. like I understand that you're going to get like elite NBA pipeline coaching whatnot, but I can tell you right now his role is not going to be that. His role is going to be spot up shooter and like off guard. Right, yep. and if you're yes. going to be a two, you need to be able to like show more than just being a spot up shooter and like a secondary score. Like CJ McCollum is like six foot. I don't know if CJ McCollum is actually six foot, but CJ McCollum's not like super athletic. CJ McCollum isn't like um super big, but like he played at Lehigh. He went and beat Duke, and then he balled out. Like, Damian Lillard, like, balled out at Weber State. Like, it doesn't matter what your school is. If you go and ball out, you'll get the looks. Yep. And as, as we're complaining about this, KU just won a national championship with four-year players. Yeah, that's the part that makes this feel even worse, right? It, it's, it makes it harder. It makes it harder for us as fans to sit here and say. Well, that's what, dude, that's why KU's going to win. Like, a, that's why KU's so damn good. Yeah. Because KU just keeps guys there. Well, well I mean, I'm sure you, money helps with that, but you can. Yeah, sure, but like, dude, it's been that it's been that way for ever since Bill Self's been there. Like, the Morris twins are there for three years. Like, you get those dudes like Tariq Black and Jamari Trailer who aren't actually good at basketball, but they're like 21, 22 years old, so they just bully a bunch of 18 year olds from Kentucky on their way to like go into the natty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. get it. KU's only played in three national titles. Or never ever since Bill Self has been there. I think that's weird. Yeah, it is three. It's just three, yeah. But still, like, dude, I mean, come on. Like, you get Frank Mason, you get Devontae Graham. By the way, those two guys are transfers. Like, Bill Self has been getting transfers in for forever. He just hits the right group. Like, he doesn't strictly rely on, tra- he hits like the happy medium. He gets one balance. or two. Yeah, he gets a good balance. He gets a good balance of. You know, high school recruits coming out, good balance of these, you know, these guys have two or three years of eligibility left. Let's bring them in. On this is the thing that makes it feel worse as K State fans. And like you're a KU fan, you should be appreciating this even more now. Yes, yes. Enjoy this like, shit. I mean, this is our third or I know that this is our third just mass exodus in the past decade, right? Where like we get to the point where there's just nobody left on this fucking roster. And that just feels bad. It feels terrible. I don't like being that school, and I don't like being in this spot. Hopefully, Tank can change that, but, like, this is what college basketball is now. And I do – we're going kind of long on this. I want to hit one more thing with just the amount of power players have in today's sports anyways, and we can move uh, close up the show. But mostly targeting Nigel Pack here. If you are an athlete, if you are a – parent of an athlete in today's world you are given like so a unlimited amount of power basically when you have a hot mic in front of you to say whatever you want and to be like to if you want to target a social issue if you want to target a change in the world if you want to talk about how great things are in your current spot how proud you are to be a member of k-state you can do whatever 
you want. When you do that, and when you speak things that are untrue, you lie to the people that you're projecting to, it's going to come back on you in a negative way. And Nigel Pack, I thank you for everything that you did for K-State basketball, but you can skip me the bullshit that this place was special to you and that you wanted to be the best guard in K-State history and that you are any different than any other college basketball player that is out to get himself to the NBA. And I, if that is the reality, good for you. You're getting paid to play a game for a living. The reason you're getting paid to play a game for a living is because of the fans that are watching it. And uh, all athletes that are given that right to speak that just need to be extremely careful because you're given a very, 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 very unique privilege in this world. And it's not a responsibility you should take lightly, especially with the amount of power that you're given given today's media. With that, let's uh, move on to Bean's thought-provoking moment of the week. Damn, we go from a heartfelt topic to this shit. Well, I mean, uh, I'll tell you what, Beans. I'll, uh, I'll give you a bit of a cushion. Uh, again, congrats to our neighbors, since we all are, you know, Manhattan residents. Congrats to our neighbors to the East. You have a hell of a program. Hopefully, we'll get to your level one day. And hopefully, the people who end up at K-State for this next uh, basketball season are guys who really want to be here. Also, this is why Deuce Vaughn is my king, because Deuce <laughs> Vaughn would hopefully never oh gosh that is so true that's why i said hopefully now i will tell you one thing right um not to get too off topic if deuce vaughn like got to his last year of eligibility and like wanted to go like to somewhere where he could actually probably win a natty wouldn't completely blame him especially if you stick especially if he used like all four years including that covid year and he transferred for like his fifth year yeah. Wouldn't really be mad at him because he gave our program everything and we just couldn't win him anything. Yep. Wouldn't be mad at him. But, you know, hopefully Deuce stays. We love uh, I mean, you got to remember, too, Deuce was not a highly recruited guy. Like, there, to an extent, like, K-State gave Deuce Vaughn a chance to make Deuce Vaughn Deuce Vaughn, right? And, yeah. again... Well, I, hope, I He seems like a really good kid, and I hope he... Feels the same way. And Beans, I've given you the parachute. <laughs> All right, one, guys. So last week you asked something about ten dicks and one dick ten times. So. No, this one's this one's PG thirteen. So if oh, you know perfect. if you're under oh, age, boy, PG thirteen. Yep. Are we talking? You can like, unplug the children's ears. <laughs> are we talking like uh, the Batman PG thirteen, or are we talking like a regular PG thirteen? Okay, never mind. This one's like Coco Melon PG thirteen. So this one's PG. So okay. this one's like, this one's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. So, you know, I'm sitting here watching TV as always, you know, I don't remember what I was doing exactly. I don't know. I think I was at work. No, I was at work. I was work one day bored. And as I am, you know, naturally, naturally, you know, <laughs> city, city, scout. Yeah. No, I'm a government worker. So <laughs> oh, hopefully someone listening to this can identify. Hopefully they're listening to this during work. And if yeah. you are, shout out to you. Yeah, if you're a government worker, you've been in my shoes. So I say I'm a government worker, but I'm a director of recreation. It's not really government. It's just it counts. It's I know that counts. No, it's not, it doesn't. So, anyways, <laughs> is maroon just navy red? Hang on, you let me pull stole this from somewhere. No, Ooh. no, no, because I wore a maroon shirt that day, and navy just 
popped into my mind and maroon is just navy red yep 100 percent. just pulled up the pictures yeah i i couldn't agree more so like navy blue like what does navy just constitute like darker if you look at that like okay maroon is like a darker shade of red yeah no so like is is like evergreen just like maroon green then but we call it evergreen exactly so just a darker shade is just the insert number. Is orange just the red ver- uh, maroon version of yellow? Oh, see, that's a good question. Wouldn't that be gold, though? Like maize and gold. Well, not maize, but like gold. Shit. And then okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a color wheel. That, I Maybe was orange would just color be wheel like uh, burnt. Like oh, burnt there was orange. This- See, it's just like one of those things where you see it and it's like, oh, it's that. Like, if you think of forks, you think of like odd numbers. But if is you think of spoons, yellowy green, evens. It's yes. like male, female, right? Like yeah. But if you look at a spoon, number. but if it's a spoon, you think it's a even or yeah, an even number. It's just like one of those. I don't know. I was sitting here at work one day and I was just having a mind. Just <laughs> is right, orange well, just well, a yellowy red? Then, <laughs> what? This this is now a Sham's thought provoking moment. Um, really not even a thought provoker, just more of a question. Uh, like, what do you guys do, like, for your TV volume? Like, oh, if it's not on who... an even number, if it's not on, like, 28, 20, 25 is okay. 25 is, like, an acceptable number. But if it's not an even number, then I go berserk. What about you, Gavin? I legitimately could not give two shits less. <laughs> and oh, that dude. explains, and if you were to ever meet Gavin, that would explain him to a T. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. So, like, when you said even, dude, I'm multiples of five. Like, oh, so I you got to so be, like, OCD about it. And it's such a shitty life. Because, like, 15 <laughs> would be too quiet. And, like, 20 would be way too loud. And it's, like, See? I need 17 and a half. But I only have 17 and 18. <laughs> and so you have to decide whether you want to listen to something like way too loud or like way too soft. No, see what you do in that. Si- now what I have learned in this situation is you close your eyes and you turn up the volume or turn it down and whatever. No, but it's like obsessive. Like I can't do it. Like I, I would go <laughs> to like a buddy's house and they would just, you know, they'd put the volume on whatever and be like 16. And I'd grab the remote and turn it down a notch. <laughs> or so... like 18, I turn it up two notches. People of the American public, please just turn your volume to the most comfortable spot. Hold, okay, here's another question. Do no. you have clo- do you have closed captions on? No. no. What? No. Well, yeah, Sam, just what? turn it to zero, which is a multiple of five, and then put closed captions on. That's no, like tw- I'm that's like to watch fifteen. TV, not read. Dude, you don't have to read it, but sometimes when you're watching a movie, it's like, no. what was that word he just said? Oh, no, dude, that. because the thing that happens is when I have closed captions on, all I'm doing is reading okay. closed captions. That's, yeah, no, that's 100%. I might as well be listening to it on zero because all I'm doing is reading. Like, okay, I love the movie Parasite, right? And you need the closed captions because it's in Korean. But, like, there's definitely spots where it's like, mm, I didn't really notice that was happening because I was reading the movie. Yeah. And, like, I love that movie. But, like, speaking of movies that need uh, subtitles, have you guys ever seen Tenet? No. No. Okay. I'm too afraid to watch it because I think I'd get too pissed off. No, it's a complete mind fuck. But if you do watch it, you have – the reason Tenet is so confusing is because everything is so – like, the sound mixing is so bad. So, like, oh. the music is, like, playing over the audio, and the audio is, like, muffled, and they're, like, running half the time. 
So it'd and be a good theater. It'd be understand what they're saying when they're explaining important stuff. So you literally get more confused because the audio is so bad. So you, it would be a good theater movie. No, I watched it in theaters. You oh, still shit. couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. You oh, have, never mind then. That movie is like the prime watch it at home, turn the volume to a multiple of five, and throw on the closed <laughs> captions so you know what the hell happened. Okay, yeah. so do you or a show and then turn up the volume up and down as like things happen or do you just leave yeah. it at one and call well, it that's good? usually because like you know you watch a transformers movie and you go like five minutes in between explosions but when the explosion happens like you just get assaulted with fucking noise but then the rest <laughs> of the time it's just dialogue and you can't hear it right <laughs> normally what i do is like my ears still work okay so usually, like, when I'm watching a movie, I try and watch it like... <laughs> I, I'm talking about how my ears work in terms of I can still hear, like, soft, like, sounds. Okay, because some 88-year-old just got super pissed off at you. He's like, okay. son of a bitch. I didn't even say my ears... Dude, okay. If you're 88, like, dude, like, I'm sorry. Hearing has passed you by. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing was so 1970s. That's graphic right there. I, I'm just, dude. I'm just saying. Buy hearing aid. Hope it works. And if it doesn't, learn sign language. We're putting on closed <laughs> captions. Um, but no. Like usually, I try and keep like the volume at ten, so that way, like when the commercials cut, or not the commercials, but like the uh, the uh, explosions and everything come on, like then you know it's uh, not too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of commercials. Um, does anything piss you guys off more than when you're watching a show, you have it on like 15 and it's like perfect, right? Cause it's not like a, it's not like a Michael Bay film. It's like, right. you know, you watch it, you watch like South Park or something like that. And the commercial comes on, it's like twice as loud as like the show. Yes. No, yes. Hulu is, Hulu is the master at that shit and it pisses me off. Dude, I have to mute it. I literally just hit mute. Cause like, I don't want to change the volume. Because yeah. I have to turn it down like 10 volumes. Because <laughs> you can't do six or seven. <laughs> well, no, it's just easier to hit one button than to turn it down like 10 times. Yeah, because you still have the like 0. 0.3 seconds that it's still too loud, and you could just rather control it and cut it off. Okay, we need we need more input on this, like from other people. Put out no, like, put, put put a poll out. As soon as as soon as this episode drops, right? As soon as we tweet out this episode tomorrow. Immediately follow with the poll and ask like what they put their TV volume on, whether it's evens, multiples of five, or like I don't give a fuck. Do you support Sam, Gavin, or B? We literally do have all three like hmm? mar- like markets right here, like all except three for, niches. Except for the sickos who do odd numbers. Well, that's Gavin. Well, no, like just odd numbers. Oh, Gavin, yeah. Gavin will yeah. turn that shit to seven or like eighteen. Would it bother you if like the TV volume didn't have numbers on it? Ooh. I think- so that's like when it doesn't matter. So if we didn't have we, if we didn't have numbers, the TV volume would be whatever it wanted to be. Yeah, like I, you, I you know what? Whatever. Next time, next time I'm going to go buy a TV. I'm going to recommend like, does this have numbers on the volume bar? You got to make <laughs> that, this scientific. Like, if we take away numbers and we just have Sam mess with the volume, how many times does he stop on a multiple of five? You know. <laughs> well, you know, it's weird. Like when okay, here's like the super weird part. This is how I know, like for sure. That like it's some it's the numbers, because when because like YouTube whenever you turn up the volume or turn down the volume, like on like the app on your phone, yeah, mm-hmm. 
or whatever. There's no numbers. I I click it eight times every time. I I literally mute it all the way and click up eight times because it's like the perfect volume, and my OCD doesn't get like agitated because I don't see the number. <laughs> wow. Or or the other thing I'll do, and I I've never actually counted up and then turn it down three or turn it down five. You know. Uh, a psychologist is listening to this that we went from talking colors oh God, to, to notes like a fucking what was your, <laughs> we're gonna yeah, be someone original, your original uh, thing was navy red yeah Texas <laughs> uniforms are navy orange and with that it's time to get to the hot takes of the week the fire everything that has been leading up to this we've been stalling for time this episode is now way too long but who cares Gavin what is your hot take this week so, uh, with the theme of the show being the NFL is fucking retarded, um, <laughs> I'm going to target one of, like, my most hated terminologies that is used in the NFL, because all it is, is it's to make really dumb people sound really smart, and that is the term smokescreen. And I, <laughs> let me, let me expand this, because also, the NFL media and just general American public that then continues to use it in the wrong, t- in the wrong sense is also fucking idiots because nobody turns their brain on enough to actually listen to what's coming out of their mouths. So here's the problem. And I'll give you one example. It can be used anywhere. So uh, Denver is trying to upgrade at quarterback this offseason. There is leaks coming out that they're trying to get Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, boom, Russell Wilson happens. Oh, my God. Like, holy shit. What a great smokescreen. Like, everybody was looking at Aaron Rodgers. Nobody was looking at Russell Wilson. The problem with that is, like, yes, in that term, it makes sense that, like, Denver wants the attention away, blah, blah, blah. But why the fuck would Seattle not just leak information about the trade to get more interest on Russell Wilson? Because they're dumb. I understand that like maybe Denver is using it as a smokescreen, but why would you want any press around this at all? Because you don't hold the cards and how much interest Russell Wilson has. If anything, the Seahawks tend to gain more. If you drum up interest for Russell Wilson, we'll go to another example. The lions are, uh, so what the lions are interested in taking a quarterback at two. Oh, is this real? Is this a smokescreen? Are they trading back? Well, there has to be a team wanting to trade up with you or a, tream, a team in front of you wanting to take a quarterback just to create general confusion around the NFL. Just with like, oh, what are the, what are they doing it to? I mean, even if you have no fucking idea what you're doing it to. Let, let's be real. The, uh, just a side note. Nobody knows what these top five picks are going to be. Like, let's be fucking real. Um, what are some other good ones in NFL history? You, you remember when uh, the Dolphins drafted Tua and – they sat at five and were talking about all the different quarterbacks that they could get, blah, blah, blah. And Tua fell into their laps and they drafted Tua. Everybody's, oh my God, what a great smokescreen. But like, Tua still had to fall in their laps. They did absolutely nothing to like ensure that they, quote, got their guy. They still had this for Justin Herbert. Surely the smokescreen for uh, quarterback at two, that, that has to be from Jacksonville, right? They're the only team that gains anything from that that's my point like nobody gain. it's just aimless reports my um what's oh the other best one is when 
the uh, San Francisco said that they really they are interested last year in Trey Lance or Mac Jones. Everybody's like, oh my god, it's a smokescreen. Well, <laughs> what? Exactly. We know that Trevor Lawrence <laughs> there is, is going no to smoke one. Screen. We 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 get you gonna pick either one. We know that Trevor Lawrence is going at one, and we know that Zach Wilson is going at two. That was the entire point of trading up to three. They released that themselves. So why the fuck do they gain anything from trying to tell the teams behind them? Oh God, we don't know. It could be either of these guys. Who who could it be? And the teams behind them are like, fuck, we got to throw out everything. There's a smoke. We got to fucking trade the force. So that way we can get the other one. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that people are viewing smoke. Imagine you're in like World War One and you're looking at the enemy trench and they are using absolutely no smoke. They're just panicking and running around in circles. And that's like our definite. That's our current definition of smokescreen. Is we just assume that they are in there, just absolutely fucking chickens with their heads cut off, have no idea what's going on, have no plan. And- They're uh, SpongeBob's brain when he's like, "What, what yeah. the fuck happened?" Yeah. <laughs> there has to be something to gain when you release a smokescreen. Otherwise, you're just releasing a dumbass news blurb. <laughs> that's all. So yeah. yeah. That term pisses me off. Uh, the The worst one was the San Francisco not being decided on quarterback, but that somehow being a smokescreen. Let's uh, think a little bit before we report things, looking at you, Ian Rappaport, and Adam Scheffner, before you just aimlessly say things to the dumbass American public. But so Gavin, <laughs> it's lion season. I know, it's lion season. Yeah. It's lion yeah. season. Plus, also, those reporters have to basically report to the team Report whatever the teams want, so that way they can keep their fake inside info. Yeah, I'm just glad that uh, now, thanks to, and we'll get on this trade uh, in the next episode, but essentially the Saints moved up two spots and gave up a first next year and some other shit. But now since the Saints moved up from, I think, 18 to 16, they are now in prime position to draft a quarterback that they weren't I, before. So, God, I, God, this, I this just shows that NFL organizations are dumb. 100%. I, Good night, sweet Jameis. They have money. I feel so bad for him. Why Why is there such a big, like, leap of logic to say that, like, there can be stupid people with money or people that are stupid with a lot of money? I feel like most of the people with money are stupid. Have you ever seen the shit that they buy? <laughs> There's a reason why a lot of people go broke. Means explain to us why potatoes are dumb. Okay. Whoa. I don't know okay. what the hot take. This could be anything. This could be something like potatoes are the greatest food of all time, which okay. I would agree with. Okay, so I'm going to have a little side story. Not side story. Just a little quick here. I, I do like this like low carb. Like I don't need a lot of carbs at all. Okay. Let, let me stop you right there real quick, Mean. Okay. Okay. If you say something like sweet potato fries are the best form of potatoes, I'm going to kick you off this fucking show. <laughs> okay, so hear me out. <laughs> oh my god no you're not gonna say that shit. so so i eat I, I eat low carb i don't eat a lot of potatoes i don't eat a lot of starches bread you know i kind of stay away from that shit it works for me it might not work for others i don't give a fuck don't say you fucking i don't give a shit i don't want to hear what you have to say it works for me so if somebody comes up that's bad for you just shut the fuck up okay i don't give a shit um anyways when you don't have potatoes for a while i've been on this for about four years now when you don't have potatoes for a while there's like a week stretch where you're like man i really just need a fucking potato I'm a, the hot take of the week is, and it's not really a hot take. It's just me just saying shit just to have something down. 
on the show sheet for you guys to laugh at, but potatoes are the most versatile food you could ever have. It is like the dynamic, it is the Taysom Hill, the Swiss army knife. You're, that is foods. the absolute worst take I've ever heard in my life. But I know it is, but like when That's you sit down and like, take, but he's correct. But no. if you sit down and think about it, like what potatoes do, like you have like, they, there's just so much fucking variety out there. It's fucking no. crazy. No, because no, there is no form of potato that like tastes different. No matter what you do with a potato, you can change it into whatever you want. But at the end of the day, a potato is always a potato. Like a waffle fry? and a... It's, deli- it's delicious every time. It's a it yeah. tastes the fry. same. <laughs> it, it, you can do so. It's a fucking it's... potato. And, Dogs, t- okay, but Taysom Hill What is... is the most versatile food of all time then, Gavin? Cheese? I don't... Like... Oh, my God. Okay, don't put me on the spot. You... Dude, okay, potatoes and cheese, though? Oh, my God. Live for a lifetime. Your but, lifetime's not very long, but live for a lifetime. No, but sweet potatoes are very good. I I, think. I can't agree with that. Sweet potatoes are bad. Sweet potatoes. Have you ever had like a sweet? Okay, I'm not gonna go on that. If you, I, so I, I would, I would put fries. like if you were I've to like never put a been impressed with sweet potato fries. You're the Kenny Pickett of fries. <laughs> no, if you, <laughs> if oh, you were to like food comps, dude. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we need to, like, who would be chili? Like, is Jameis Winston chili? Well, chili, okay, depends on what kind of chili. Are you talking about, like, thick chili, or are you talking about, like, watery chili? Like, the chili with no beans. That's not chili, then. Yes, it is. You can't have chili with no beans. No, don't put beans in my chili. That should have been your fucking hot take. Okay, new hot take. Beans do not deserve to be in chili. Beans are all that is in chili. No. Yes. Then you have like a stew. That's the best part of chili. Then it's not chili. Watery chili is garbage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Beans, come to my fucking house when my mo- <laughs> during the winter when my mom is making fucking chili. Get I'm not saying I'm going to change your fucking life. I'm not saying I'm not going to eat the – I'm not going to not eat the chili with beans. I'm just saying, like, beans don't belong in chili. That's, that's, that's not true. That's just incorrect. In my mom's chili is like four different kinds of beans. Okay, does she cook it with cinnamon rolls? No, we don't use it with cinnamon rolls. Oh, man. Rolls Nothing are... beats a good cinnamon – I would explain this to, like, my friends from California while we're sitting at the lunch table of the, uh, of the cafeteria – like, we're talking about, like, the terms, like, creek or crick or, like, shit like that. You know, Kansas slang. Kansas debates. Yeah, and then you're, it like... It is creek, by the way. I say crick, just to piss them off. And then, anyways, and it's, like, yeah, dude, have you ever had ch- uh, uh, a cinnamon roll with chili? And they're, like, what the fuck is that? And I'm, like, whoa, just... It's good, I promise. It, it is good. We just never we just never do that. Mom and I usually don't eat, like, dessert stuff. Oh, yeah. And if I, we, if I we did, it was, like, ice cream or something. Yeah, I feel that. So but, um, I figured it out. Like half cooked chicken is Jameis Winston. Because <laughs> no, he's crab legs. He's crab legs. Part of it no, can kill you, but part of it legs. like is just fine and is awesome because it's chicken, right? So it just depends on what part of the chicken you get. Just like <laughs> what version <laughs> of Jameis you get. It, it's it's one of the chick, one of the Popeyes chicken. Uh, <laughs> patties was like fried halfway down the middle 
Okay, so it's like, like, ah, this has really good, but what's I'm going to come back with some, like, a whole list of NFL comps to food next okay, week. Okay, no, I got a good one here. Creed Humphrey is a double bacon cheeseburger. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. You see, that, now, that's I just, a good... now I just want a fucking cheeseburger. Okay, all right. Let's let's move on. Sam, what's your hot take of the week? All right, I don't have a hot take, guys, because I'm <laughs> hijacking this segment to talk about WrestleMania. That was oh, on Saturday and Sunday. It was fucking awesome i'm just gonna hit the highlights the first night was pretty fucking cool there was actually some pretty cool women's wrestling between becky lynch and bianca belair bianca belair won it was a pretty good match ronda rousey lost because she's a bitch um but the real highlight of the first night was stone cold steve austin came out and beat the shit out of kevin owens and then drank a shit ton of beer and he didn't really drink it. He did like the stone cold thing where like he poured it in his mouth and then it all ran down. It's such a sad moment. It it is, but like it was really cool. It is. The glass it is shattered. His team's it's kick ass. Fucking hype. Like it's awesome. It was fucking cool. But I tell you what, guys, the second night of WrestleMania was not for anyone who enjoys actual wrestling, but just funny shit. Because I got to watch. Oh, and on the first night, uh, Logan Paul like wrestled. He actually was really good. It was like weird. That dude got booed louder than any. I watched a lot of like wrestling like clips and like pay per views like over the past five years, and he got the biggest boo I think I've ever heard. It was it was insane. <laughs> like it was wild. Like there were seventy five thousand people in Dallas, and he got booed out the building. Like it was it was awesome. <laughs> but I watched. Johnny Knoxville wrestles Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match, and it was literally like watching an episode of Jackass. <laughs> I'm going to have to point, watch this now. Dude, I'm not shitting. Okay, so first off, the first match of day two was a tag team match. It was actually fucking dope. Like, if you know, if you like any, if you like wrestling, like, even, like, a little bit, you should go watch it because it was just dope. But anyone should watch this Johnny Knoxville match. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Johnny Knoxville just getting his ass kicked. And then what what's the dude, uh Pontney or whatever? Portney from Jackass. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Dude comes out of the crowd, goes up to Sami Zayn, fucking strips down to a thong, starts dancing on him. <laughs> and I lost my fucking shit then. Sami Zayn's just like, what the fuck? Johnny Knoxville like hits him with some bullshit. And then Sammy hits him with some other bullshit and he's going out to grab a weapon. It goes under the ring and Wee Man comes out and beats the shit out of him and then Wee Man gets him into the ring and Wee Man gives a full-grown adult a body slam. Fucking Wee Man. I miss, yeah, I miss Wee Man. Dude, you gotta watch it. That shit sent me so far. I'm trying to find it right now. There's nothing Dude, out I there. The literally, I'm online. telling you right now, Wee Man literally body slammed him. And then, you know, the dude took a bowling ball to the balls. And then Sami Zayn got pinned by a giant-ass mousetrap. He also got hit by the hand, like in the commercial. Like, they put the hand up and he got hit by it. That was really funny. But then, pretty much the only other thing to report on is Stone Cold came out and gave Vince McMahon the worst stunner of all time. If you ever watched that, Pat McAfee looked great in the ring, and Roman Reigns is your undisputed champion. And I'm glad you guys would let me hijack this segment to talk about fake wrestling. 
That was a great hot take. Yep. My hot take. Go watch Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Laugh your ass off. It was great. A1. <laughs> All right. So now that we have exposed Sam as a fucking clown who enjoys <laughs> wrestling, and I've lost all my credibility. I think it's time for the last word. Gavin, what do you got? So uh, my last word is going to be explaining that uh, Will Fuller is the uh, – oh, God, I got uh, – fuck, Bane's takeover. I got to re-Google this. Okay, <laughs> while, while Gavin re-Googles this, uh, I will be – we will be putting a shirt order out tomorrow on Twitter – uh, we have three different options. Uh, if you want to DM or text me, if you have my number, uh, which shirt you want, and we will get that set up for you. Hey, Beans, just to piggyback off of that. Yeah. We probably need to just have regular KU Blue as an option, too. I know. I'll take that tonight. I will get that I, made up. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, we'll have – okay, we, I, we have I say three, fair. we'll have four. We need to do what However, we're not doing Shaka Yellow. Fuck yeah. We're not yeah. doing shock unless there's Y'all enough people that offer. We can do the if we have enough, if we have enough Wichita you. listeners, you know, let us know, and then maybe we'll make one. We'll think about it. I I suppose if you want that shirt's gonna look awful. There's no one. Wichita State fans left though. Let's be honest, they're fair weather fans. <laughs> oof, 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 oof. But uh, so my final words was actually that uh, Will Fuller is the Coco Krispies of uh, food because no matter what, you always know that he has the opportunity to be Coco Dino Bites. But at the bottom, like three quarters of that bag is no matter what going to be just crushed cereal that is fucking injured and worthless. <laughs> just, just like his fucking knees. Um. I think this is where the show is, right? (laughs) I don't don't have anything for the last word. I don't either. I'm just sad. Yeah, but I want to end the show off like that. Um, Fuck, we need happiness. Uh, You know, I heard that Will Howard was the best quarterback in camp over the last couple weeks. God damn it, just shut shut up. up. Shut up. (laughs) With that, my last word is, Will Howard, if you're listening, you ran from the grind of industrial engineering at K-State. I'm living proof that you don't have to be a genius to be a fucking IE. You got a scholarship offer to Yale. Get your ass back in the classroom, my man. Football ain't it. Well, he's going to be, Will Howard's going to be a car salesman in fucking four years if he does. So he needs a degree. Will Howard, get your degree. You're never making the NFL. Yep. I'm sorry, with, not sorry. Go work with Sam. Yeah. You know what? No, that's not fair to Will Howard. Will Howard, if you're still listening after I completely, you know, just <laughs> lambasted you. I heard you needed um, welders, though. Go beat Adrian Martinez, because if you can beat Adrian Martinez, then good for you. Yep. But, uh, guess my last word of the day is, uh, pain. That's all I feel every time I think about K-State sports. And every time I think about 2012 and 1998. Mm-hmm. So, pain, suffering. And with that, hopefully the Chiefs can soothe my sorrows. So with that, folks, that's going to conclude our show. Make sure to tune back in for the next episode. We think that Cash Kansas will be back on for the next episode. So that way he can give us 15 minutes of his rundown of the Kansas basketball team winning the national championship. 
his 15 minutes of fame, his 15 minutes of victory lapping on these three K-State boys. So if you think that'll be a good idea, good for you, that's good for me. Like I said, said at the beginning, make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and leave a rating and comments if you enjoyed the show. Hope to see you guys at the next episode, and remember, stay frosty.